0: Well, good afternoon, Lake Norman, and welcome to Town Talk. We're coming to you live from WSIC, the Real Talk studio, nestled on the banks of beautiful Lake Norman, streaming worldwide from Lisbon, Portugal, to Fair Place, South Carolina. I'm your host, Bill Russell, president of the Lake Norman Chamber of Commerce, the largest chamber of commerce in the Charlotte region. This is a program where we discuss topics that are impacting your family, your friends, your neighbors, your business, from my neighborhood to yours. My guests today are Tim Perry, he's the managing partner of North American Properties, John Dressler with Rare Roots Hospitality, or Dressler's Restaurant, as we know him from up here, and Bill Kinney, Kilwin's Chocolate Fudge and Ice Cream Store. Uh, Tim, I'm gonna start with you. Um, You guys took over from DDR about, what, four or five years ago? November of 2020. Okay, just before everything kind of got topsy-turvy. what improvements have you made at North American Properties to, to Burkdale? Well, Burkdale had a lot of opportunity because it was so beloved
1: uh, by the community and it had a great kind of base tendency to it, but it had started that that evolution of um, marketing and things that had been trimmed down during COVID especially to where um, the sales weren't, weren't quite what they were and the property started looking like it was headed down you know, a, a path toward Less relevant uh, from a retail, from a merchandising standpoint. So we came in and made the investments, about $20 million worth of investments, just in the public realm and to the facades and to the buildings and upgrading units, the property that was over 20 years old. Uh, made all those improvements, and I think it's been, turnaround. we signed 23 new leases at the property and uh, just about completed all the improvements so far.
0: And for people who may not know, uh, Burkdale is in Huntersville, uh, located Exit 25, uh, 20 years old. Uh, just over twenty years old, and um, Burdell is a is a project, a mixed use project that for for two decades, people wanted to have a Burdell. Other communities wanted to have a Burdell, but as anything, we 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 have to continue to to renovate, reimagine things, and make some improvements. John, how long is, has Dressler's actually been at Birkdale?
2: Uh We thanks for having me, Bill. We started day one, September twenty second, two thousand and three. So we're tracking our 20th anniversary this month. And Bill, we just
0: celebrated 10 years for Kilwins over there, was it this, this past? Uh, 12, this and, past a years, 12 yeah. and a half years. 12 and a half years.
3: We okay. opened in uh, February 2011.
0: 12 and a half years, wow. Yeah. Uh, Tim, what does North, Ameri- North American Properties, share a little bit about what that is and what you guys do, and maybe some of the other properties that you have. Sure. <clears throat> uh, the Atlanta
1: Office of North American Properties specializes in just really operating mixed- use assets and I think institutional or, or passive ownership in properties like this think you you lease it and you you know collect rent and that's all you do but it takes an enormous team uh, to run a, an asset like Burkdale and the other assets so it's fully built out with PR to social media engineering teams um, hospitality teams concierge teams and it's a, and it's a big load. That we, uh, that we put on these properties in order to bring this experience to you. And we have um, eight of these that are operating currently. We have another one that's land that we're working on the development and continuing to expand. Um, but that's the heavy lift that it takes. And very few people in the country understand it and, and get it right. Um, and I've really got to give it to our team here at Burkdale and just in general for focusing on you know, the, the guest as we call it, the consumer experience, the relevant retail, the dwell time, the different experience, and at times, I tell you, that I think they're more psychologists than they are um, operations folks because how you get people to walk from one side of the street and how you get to feel safe while they're walking down the sidewalk are all considerations that go into how we make these things work.
0: And you got a big event coming up, uh, October fourteenth. Uh, Taste of Burkdale. Taste of Burkdale, That's right. Can you talk a little bit about what that's going to be? Uh, that's where we bring all the local uh,
1: community restaurants together and um, have just a, a great old party. I, our team has a, so much fun on the property that they're really event organizers uh, as much as they are uh, marketing or anything like that. So we're looking forward to having um, all of our all of our partners there on property as well as others to the property.
0: And I think it's sixty dollars per person, but the proceeds go to a charity, I believe.
1: Right, we ticket uh, we ticket events very few, but we do ticket some events, and those uh, proceeds always go to some sort of local charity. Across, I don't know the out for Burkdale Village, but I know across our portfolio, we raised about five hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars last year in low, for local charities. Um, just in general, I know we've done a lot of stuff here with Cool Kids Clubhouse and others.
0: And Bill, I know that Kilwins is taking part in it.
3: Absolutely, we do it every year. We love to. It shows that we're part of the community, and we've been blessed and we just want to give back.
0: John, I know you guys are going through some renovations. We're going to talk about that in a minute,
2: but are you taking part in Taste of Burtdale? I don't think we're going to be able to. We we hope to. We're trying to figure the logistics out. That restaurant will be closed, so in order to... Uh, make a kitchen it would be a mobile kitchen so it's a, bit, a bit of a challenge for us but I do want to uh, spend just a second talking about Burkdale Village because I remember 20 years ago when when you were at the ribbon cutting uh, back when I had hair and your hair maybe wasn't as white but um,
0: <laughs> you're being kind
2: I appreciate it well mm-hmm. we looked at, at Burkdale Village as this uh, this wonderful opportunity um, you know really to, to bridge the north and the south of Charlotte to bring it together um, off of exit 25, which was two lanes in and two lanes out. And it was just, you know, it was a great property, and we looked at um, a dozen properties when we were searching for our first restaurant at the turn of the century, and uh, knowing that you had the demographic of Davidson and Huntersville and Cornelius and uh, bordered by the lake and bordered by the highway and everything that Burkdale Village was. Uh, the vision of what it was going to be. And we really believed in that vision. And uh, I don't even know if you're aware, but in 2003 or 2004, Burkdale village won a silver hammer award for the greatest mixed use development in the United States. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty cool to be a part of, and still is. Uh, Tim,
0: I've told you this many times. Uh, I, I can't tell you how many people have told me when they moved to Huntersville or came by here, they thought, Burkdale was downtown Huntersville because Mm -hmm. of the feel that it had. Um, We had a phase two of Burkdale that we were looking at uh, doing, which would have brought Class A office space to the area, uh, hotel to the area, and and some apartments. Um, Talk about why that component is needed in today's mixed-use facilities.
1: Well, how, um, how towns address growth is really what's needed and how they continue investing in what is they're downtown. You know, many still think the Burkdale Village is the downtown. Um, it, it has to stay relevant, it has to stay active, and that's, that's the community amenity. I mean, what do you not have to drive you know, to South Park for? What do you not have to drive for? What, what's, what makes this your home? And that's why we invest so heavily in community activities and community um, events. That's why we invest so heavily in tenants and getting the tenant, uh, the tenant mix correct. To support those tenants right you really have to program these assets and they work great in 18 hour days so that in the morning when someone's walking a dog or on their way to work they're getting coffee they're you know, getting brunch midday they're having lunch they're coming there you know at your office you'll never go to someone else's place for lunch again they'll always come to you because of the number of op- options and the fact you can walk um and if people go home and they come home so i'm sure uh, john and bill love daytime population you know people that are there all day long and um, and from six a.m. until midnight, when you're wrapping up the you know a Panthers game, then you need something to do. Really program around that and try to stack
0: activities and experiences so that people stay there and have a reason to stay there longer. What attract, well, When we get back, we're going to talk about uh, some of the, the features that you've introduced, but um, what attracted you to Burtdale uh, to begin with in terms of acquiring this from DDR. We're going to also talk to Bill Kinney and find out a little bit more about Kilwin's. And certainly, uh, John, you've got some big changes coming down the pike uh, with uh, Dressler's Restaurant. Yes, sir. So, uh, we'll get back to doing that as well. Um, stay with us on Town Talk on WSIC. We're going to be talking about some chamber activities during the break. And again, we're going to get back with Tim Perry and John Dressler and Bill Kenney. Uh, thank you for joining us today on Town Talk WSIC. We'll be right back. For those, I don't of, know if I oh, go, go ahead. <laughs> For those of you who are streaming on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and all of our other platforms, we're going to be talking about some of the Chamber of Commerce activities that we've got going on. Uh, I'm Bill Russell, your host. Uh, we were just talking with uh, Burkdale Village, uh, the new owner, uh, Tim Perry of North American Properties, and John Dressler and Bill Kenney. But uh, coming up on S- October the tenth. At 11 o'clock to 5 o'clock, we're having our Chambers Business Expo. Tim, uh, that is our showcase of our Lake Norman businesses. We typically have about 120 businesses taking part at the Business Expo. It was held at the Huntersville Recreation Center. Uh, John, Bill, have y'all had a chance to check out the Huntersville Recreation Center?
3: I have not. I'm have sorry. Not. No, sir.
0: You'll have to come out on on Tuesday, October the 10th for the Expo. Again, we also have about 20 nonprofits there as well, so at least about 120, 130 of our Lake Norman Chamber of Commerce members. Again, that's taking place at the Huntersville Recreation Center Tuesday, October the 10th. We also have our candidate forums, which are going to be... uh, Thursday, October the 12th in Cornelius, Uh, we'll be having the two candidates for mayor and 10 candidates for town board. And on Tuesday, October the 17th, we're having our candidate forum. We're actually having two, one on the 17th, one on the 19th. We have three people running for mayor of Huntersville and we have 16 people running for town board. So we can't squeeze them all in one night. We're having to do two candidate forums on the 17th, we'll have the three people running for mayor along with five commissioners, and then the next forum, two nights later, the, the balance of the commissioners. Uh, Jessica Kazeppis, who is the station owner here at WSIC, is going to be our MC that particular evening. Uh, either one of y'all live in Huntersville.
2: I do not. I finally moved uh, out of Concord, out of Charlotte. I'm getting closer to Huntersville now in Davidson. Okay. Closing in on it.
0: Well, Davidson decided to declare their elections over with. We have five people running for town board and one mayor. So elections done. It's over. Yeah. (laughs) But we will have a meet and greet at the Davidson Village Inn in in October that you can come out to. Uh, Bill, where do you live? We live in
3: Concord.
0: Oh, okay. In Cabarrus okay. County. <laughs> well, both of your businesses are impacted by, uh, by the town board in Huntersville, so I hope you can come out. On, September, on t- September 14th, next Thursday, we're having our diversity luncheon taking place, and we'll talk about that a little bit later in the next break. And those of you streaming stream with us, come back and Town Talk.
3: Town Talk continues now. Here's your host, Lake Norman Chamber President,
1: Bill
0: Russell, on 105.9, 100.7 WSIC. Well, welcome back to Town Talk. I'm your host, Bill Russell. I've got Tim Perry with North American Properties, and I've got John Dressler with Dressler's Restaurant. Also, we've got Bill Kinney with Kilwin's. Uh, John, big changes coming for Dressler's. You guys have have been at, uh, at Burkdale since day one, but are making a little bit of a transition. Talk about the new
2: restaurant and, and the concept that you have, Finn and Fino, coming to, to Burtdale. Thank you. So we opened uh, on a Monday uh, 20 years ago, September 22nd, 2003. It was a rainy Monday. Uh, 80 people showed up, and uh, it took me a couple years to figure out how ignorant I was. I went outside to walk around the village one day, and I saw the sign that said Dressler's. Not Dressler's restaurant, but Dressler's, and I thought to myself, how are people going to know the difference between a a, a a store that that sells clothing and a store that sells uh, food? So uh, it turned out pretty good for us, and it was a good run for 20 years. But uh, in uh, in our lease negotiations with the landlord, we asked the landlord if they were willing uh, for us to change the concept, and they were super excited about it, and. Uh, indicated that uh, we could bring Dogwood or Porter's House or Finn and Fino, uh, our other three concepts, up to Burkdale Village. So we talked internally for a long while and decided that Finn and Fino uh, was the right fit uh, in Burkdale Village. So uh, construction will start on our 20th anniversary. Uh, which is the 23rd of September. Um, uh, the 22nd is the day we opened, uh, but that was a Friday. So we figured we might as well hang around Saturday and, uh, and have an extra night. Uh, and then we'll get started uh, with demolition on, on the 26th on Monday. Demolition will last about three weeks, and then we'll begin construction, and Finn and Fino will be uh, coming soon to a theater near you in the beginning to middle of February, so super excited.
0: You know, I was sharing before the program that uh, I've had the opportunity to go to Finn and Fino uh, down in uh, Charlotte, uh, right near the Beckler, and I've always enjoyed it, and I I, it's, I it's, knew what Finn stood for. I knew about the seafood, and I, I said, what is Fino? So Finn and Fino...
2: Tell me where you got the name. So the Fino is uh, Spanish for wine. Uh, it's really a sherry, technically. And we had a sherry program when we, when we first opened. We did what we called a, a handshake sherry. And when the guest arrived, we showed up at the table with a little uh, sherry and, and people could take a sip on that. Uh, but we quickly learned after a few months that people weren't too keen on, on the sherry itself, but uh, people were excited about the, the Fin and Fino concept.
0: You know, Susan loves seafood, and and I do too. But uh, I I really like some of the items you already have. You know, I, I love the, the pimento cheese appetizer, your calamari. The, yes. Uh, the, uh, that i I love your steaks are you still going to have some of those same things on the menu
2: so it's a great question i am among the most vilified people in huntersville right now because that concept is going away completely uh in order to make a change you have to make a change Uh, as we like to say in our uh in our organization change is okay as long as it's not different um so we're actually going to change completely all the favorites the calamari the crab dip the halibut all those can be found at the Dressler's in the Metropolitan, 1100 Metropolitan Avenue uh, in downtown Charlotte. So feel free to, uh, once September 23rd comes around, that's where you can go find your favorites. We probably will keep a steak or two on the menu, uh, but that menu will be primarily uh, Fin and Fino. Well, I shared with you uh, before the program started, i um, I'm making
0: my plans to go down there this afternoon.
2: (laughs) We have seen an uptick in business since we've uh, indicated to the public that we'll be going away as Dressler, so we appreciate it.
0: Bill, uh, Kilwins, for those who may not know what Kilwins is, share a little bit about
3: what is Kilwins? Well, Kilwins is a chocolate fudge ice cream store that started up in the Petoskey, Michigan area back in the day in 1947, and at that time they had a few stores around i know when we got involved with them a lot of people well the one in in Blowing Rock North Carolina everybody thought that was the only kill ones and uh, luckily for us it's been there for a long time so that that really helped us at the beginning but uh, we were interested in that concept and i kind of have a food service background and so it was it was it was a good change from going to where the food service that I was in, it's much more relaxed and set back and that kind of thing. But actually, Kilwin started on Mackinac Island, and so they're famous for their fudge, their ice cream. They make their own. We make our own caramel, caramel corns, caramel apples. Uh, we make as much as we can right there in the store for people. And uh, so I tell them, yeah, it's made here and not in. You know, San Antonio, somewhere, and shipped in. So, uh, but Kilwins, they do the fine chocolates up in Petoskey and send to us, and they make the ice cream in uh, Petoskey, luckily, and send to us. And we have our hands full making the other made-in-store products that that, that people love. You know, we kind of look at at senses. You know, as soon as people walk into a Kilwins, you know, they they smell waffle cones going on, oh, yeah, they see yeah. fudge being made on their marble slab table, they see caramel being made, our girls are dipping items in chocolate, and so it's just a, the total sight, smells, our, 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 our associates greet you, give you samples, and it's, it's, uh, it's just a family experience for everyone.
2: Did you notice, Bill, commandeered the box of Kilwin's fudge and (laughs) None of us can reach it. I just want to point that out.
0: Is this maple walnut? It is. Oh, my golly, maple. That, it, maple it, walnut is my favorite. I mean, th- there's no bad fudge. Correct. Uh, that, and that also that salted caramel that you guys do. Oh, it's,
3: it melts in your mouth just about, yeah. Uh,
0: Bill, you said something before we started, though, that really surprised me. about uh, We were asking about the candy sales, the fudge sales versus the ice cream sales, and you shared, particularly in this time of year, ice cream is predominant
3: it is i mean it's in the warm season ice cream is gosh it may be 70 75% of our sales but then as fall comes along then it kind of switches to the caramel apples the caramel corns the fudges it's it's that's more of a, a fall winter kind of a feeling uh, whereas in the summertime it's it's pretty much ice cream all the way.
0: Cameron, are we making you drool over there? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say,
1: um, <laughs> don't feel too special about the fudge. I would bet half, half the people, if not more, that walk into ones that he knows everyone's favorite flavor. And, uh, and that's what makes great and That's what makes great tenants, and that's what makes a great community. And I've walked into Dressler's before, and every single person at the bar knew the, the people I was walking in there with. Uh, so it really is, you know, the, the village, the mix of uses, creates just a, such a great, you know, everyone knows your name. It's like, it's like Cheers at Dale Village.
0: Did y'all ever, um, at the Christmas time have that little secret Santa where you, you actually, you, you draw numbers and you, you go after the gifts and you could exchange it no more than two or three times or something right. like that. You, you've done For that. You. Um, we, we would have my family over to my house in Huntersville. And, and of course my parents and brother and sister and their families would come up and I'd always go over to Bill's and, and, and I would get this, big old basket of, of everything. Just, we had, we had peanut brittle, we had fudges, we had caramel, Caramel just, just, yeah, everything you could imagine, Uh, peanut clusters and make this nice $50 or so basket of goodies. And every year it never failed. My father, who's now deceased, he died in 2019. But um, every year we would do the secret Santa and my father, no matter where he was in order, always made sure that he he went after the killwins and you knew what it was I mean once it, once it was open he went there and he always went home with the killwins but uh, I'd also go by there and get some chocolate and some fudges and put out and, and again it's always a big hit at Christmas time
3: well thank you we appreciate that and that's you know that's what it is we've for 12 and a half years we've made a lot of friends uh, our customers that's what's different about our store versus you know one of the more touristy areas we have to depend on folks to as repeat customers all the time they're just not there for a week and then they go back home and we've made so many friends and and acquaintances and i think that we've tried our best to to connect to the community through our the different nonprofits. the you know the habitats and the soup kitchens and angels and sparrows feed nc and it goes on and on and on and it's We've been so blessed that we've been so successful. I knew we'd be successful, but we've been more successful than I deserve. And we just enjoy giving back to the community and being a a part of it.
0: Uh, we've got about three minutes left before we go to another break, but uh, Tim, I want to talk to you about parking. Now, I've never had an issue finding a parking place over in Burkdale ever, except for National Night Out. When the, when we had National Night Out there several years back, then you couldn't <laughs> find parking anywhere because we, I think we had thousands of people oh, yeah. there for National Night Out. Yeah. But we've never really had that bad of a problem. But sometimes people talk about the lack of parking. Uh, how are you addressing parking there at Burkdale?
1: So part of our plan uh, that we worked last year on the town and we're not successful with was bringing a you know, 550 space parking deck rebuilt into the middle of the um, where the existing decks are right? behind the uh, multifamily and behind where Barnes and Noble is um, in order to do that. And that, that cost twelve million dollars. And that's just you know, rolling through the streets. So in order to do that, that's why we had um, uh, attempted to go and build the, the office building, you know, kind of the currency to pay for additional parking is the density. And there's parking. It's further out and I don't blame people for not wanting to walk across a parking lot through two city streets around a block to go get to go get ice cream or fudge like we, you know we need central parking. so we set out to do that um, as well as a hotel and you know some uh, maybe future multifamily uh, pieces to bring more daytime population but the parking really was what we wanted to address and bring all of that space into the into the kind of the center of the property. 70 percent of the guests at Burkdale Village are after five and on weekends 70 percent. And 450 spaces is about is about 24% additional parking than what there is there today. we'd love to continue to work with the town to do that.
0: Uh, when we get back, I want to talk about some of the things that you you guys are looking to do. Um, that phase two of, of those parking decks, um, again, we'll talk about that. But is that something that you'll look at maybe in 2024, 2025? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, when we come back, I want to talk to... Um, you about where you came up with the idea of coming to Burtdale and and John I want to talk to you about some of the concepts that you've had uh, coming up as well. Uh, Those of you who are with us stay with us we're going to be talking about Burtdale some of the improvements some of the things coming down the pike uh, some of the exciting plans that North American properties have. Uh, Stay with us on Town Talk. I'm your host Bill Russell and we'll see you right after the break. For those of you streaming with us uh, on any of our platforms, on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you did not Did you know we were on LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram and all those other things, Bill? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and streaming on WSIC News as well. We were just uh, going to be talking about in the last segment, uh, one of the things we have coming up next Thursday is our diversity luncheon. We recognize annually the uh, diversity champion, which we've already made that announcement. Uh, Harold Rice with the Ada Jenkins Center, uh, one of which is our big community outreach center, is gonna be recognized as our individual diversity champion. Uh, we recognize a nonprofit, uh, and that, uh, I have yet to get a hold of them, but they're in Huntersville. And uh, our corporation or business is gonna be Metrolina Greenhouses. Uh, Again, Art and A. Van Wingerton have a tremendous operation out there with with Metrolina, and so we're going to be recognizing them. Beth Bledsoe, who is the chief people person, um, kind of chief uh, human resource officer, but chief people person, is going to be talking about reengaging veterans into the workforce. Sometimes we don't think about veterans being a diversity topic, but that absolutely is. And so we're going to be talking about that as well. Uh, we've got a coffee connection coming up tomorrow morning, Thursday, September the 7th, 830 to 10. A coffee connection at Hookit Golf, which is located 340 Siegel Street, uh, Suite 15, Huntersville. Uh, Bill, John, both of you are big avid golfers. Uh, have you heard of Hook It Golf?
2: I'm a slicer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Hook It Golf is an indoor practice facility Right here huh. in Huntersville That you can uh, go to And uh, we're having a little coffee connection A chance to network tomorrow At their place uh, We're asking that everybody bring an item uh, to, to give to Lydia's Loft So again, you can look at that information On our chamber's website We also have a business after hours Coming up at Bio-Oncology uh, That's coming up, uh, I think, next Thursday uh, 9801 Kinsey Avenue, Suite 150, Huntersville. So a lot of Chamber of Commerce activities uh, taking place, networking events that uh, you can go to LakeNormanChamber.org and see some of those activities. But uh, again, big the Expo coming up, the candidate forums, and then tomorrow's uh, Coffee Connection. We'll be right back on Town Talk. <music> welcome back to town talk i'm bill russell your host i have john dressler with rare roots hospitality bill kenny with Killin's chocolate fudge and ice cream and tim perry the managing partner of north american Proper- properties and we're talking about burtdale but i understand we have commissioner dan boone on the line dan are you there yes
4: i am bill how are you today i'm doing good so you've been watching the show yeah i uh was uh Coming through here, and I heard your voice. And I said, "Let me listen here for a little while." <laughs> and you have some guests here that I, uh, I I've met. Uh, everybody, that I'm sure they don't remember me. That's for sure. Uh,
0: Dan, uh, what do you do? You go out to Dresslers very often, or stop by
4: Kilwins for some fudge? Well, a, a, usually a, a good night for me is to go to Dresslers for dinner and go over to Kilwins for dessert. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We won't tell Mr. my mother, Mr. Gressler. You, <laughs> Mr. Gresser, you, you probably don't know who I am, but I, I've eaten at your restaurant many times, and it's been excellent every time I've been in there. And I always get the wedgie salad with the uh, brazen short rib with the mashed potatoes. Yes, sir. And and the food is excellent. But the one thing I got to compliment you on is uh, a Tamra Griffin. Yes, she was. I always asked her. She was a waitress. And that's a, a lost art for people who know how to serve food and she was excellent I don't know if she still works for you or not but uh, I will never forget her that's for sure
2: she works with us still and I will tell her that you asked for her we're uh, during our renovation she's going downtown uh, to Finn and fino to learn the ropes down there so she's uh, she's been around a few years uh, we have a lot of long-term employees I pride myself uh, we're family owned business also and uh I think the best we ever did was uh, 2011, we had to mail out three W-2s. Everyone else was a current employee, so it's pretty cool. I will tell Tammy you asked for it, and I know exactly who you are. Dan, you mentioned
0: Dan, that uh, you also go by Kilwin's. Uh, so are you a chocolate or an ice cream guy?
4: Well, you know what? I, I hate to say this, but I am a turtle cheesecake ice cream guy. <laughs> okay. I it's pretty specific, I that, <laughs> yeah. I, well, I hope you know that flavor. But, uh, and again, you helped me out with some sending some fudge to Daniel Island, South Carolina. Oh, and good. We, Thank we you. I went to an L-O-80, and there was something wrong with the address, and you called me at home and we worked it out she got her fudge and i just want to say that's customer service at its best and uh i i don't see you in the store as much as i used to uh stephanie is a a class a uh, owner operator herself well thank you very much
3: yeah she's my daughter and and she's she's a blessing i tell you thank you yeah and,
2: John, you guys did have cheesecake on your menu because it was awful good. you still have cheesecake? We still do. Oh, yeah. It, it, we can get rid of anything we want, but uh, my mother would never allow me to get rid of the cheesecake. <laughs> She's been making it since uh, December of 2003. We did it as a feature, uh, figuring, you know, it would not go over that well. She made uh, eight cheesecakes, single a single cake at a time, three hours per cake in a single oven. Uh, She made eight cheesecakes, and she called me Friday night and said, how'd we do? I said, pretty good, sold 36 pieces. It was well-received, and she called me Saturday night. She said, how'd we do? I said, well, I got good news and bad news. The good news is we sold the other 44 pieces of cheesecake. The bad news is there's like 200 people want to come back and eat the cheesecake. So that started the legend of the cheesecake, which is now in every one of our restaurants. Commissioner Boone, before I let you off the line,
0: and I know you probably have things to do, but before you get off, I think you are putting, uh, you and the board are putting 58 um, million in front of the voters to be decided in a bond package. I think $50 million is dedicated to transportation improvements, $8 million to parks and rec. Is that correct? That's correct, sir. Uh, tell me, how does Commissioner Dan Boone stand on that?
4: Well, I raised my hand in support of those. Uh, I think if the bonds aren't passed, the transportation improvements that the town is making right now, they come to a halt. And if you talk anybody in town, it, the greenways is so important to them, not only with exercise and the connectivity, uh, it's an important issue for the town. And I think that uh, uh, Mr. Perry can tell you this, the people enjoy walking around Burkdale Village. It, it's, uh, I've enjoyed going out there. There's I think it's called Under the Oaks, the live entertainment, Mr. Perry, on the weekends. Yes, sir. That, yeah. Correct? And uh, right. I can't wait till the Taste of Burkdale comes up in October. That's, that's always a, good, a great outing. You hit, uh, Commissioner, you
1: hit on some, a great point. I mean, when trails, uh, when they flip from just pure recreational to pedestrian transit, you know you've done something right. And that takes a lot of investment from, uh, from towns and, and municipalities all over. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. And everyone, everyone loves to come and stroll and enjoy the village.
4: Dander. My last question, Bill. D- My last question, okay. the question I've asked, been asked every day it seems, when is the Apple store opening? Uh. <laughs> not, not sure what you're talking about. <laughs>
0: That's been announced. How's that cheesecake? <laughs> Dan, during the last break I talked about tomorrow morning we're having a uh, business before hours at Hook It Golf. I hope I see you there. I know you're a big supporter of our small business.
4: Well, uh, I've been to Hook It co and uh, it's a, a nice small business, and that's what drives the economy in Hunter's small businesses. Dan, thank you for what
0: you're ta- you are doing and what the rest of the town board is doing for our town, and I appreciate you joining us today. Gentlemen, have a nice afternoon. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you. Thank you.
3: Um,
0: Tim, we talked about some of the parking issues. One of the other things this summer is uh, I've never known any—, any um, crime or things to be taking place in Burkdale Village, but we had two incidents sort of back to back in July. I talked to Major Brian Vaughn yesterday uh, regarding what's going on, and, and he said that, uh, first off, they've got some great leads on what happened at Finks, but that uh, he was working very closely with North American properties, and you continue to make it a very safe environment, and again, John and Bill, we were talking about how there's a, a continued police presence, but um, again, it uh, North American and Huntersville Police Department are making a great atmosphere for people to, to live, work, and visit uh, over at Burtdale Village. Uh, but he said the tremendous uh, relationship he has with North American properties. We've uh, we've worked really hard to um, you know, to, real, to foster that relationship
1: because in every community, um, we just call it back to blue, right? In every community the better relationship you can have, the better response you have, and the more collaboration you have. And when you do create a, a town center or a um, you know, a a successful mixed-use property, you end up with a lot of people there. And that's, you know, good because there's a lot of eyeballs, uh, but it does, you know, then require additional safety. So we've we've increased our uh, safety since we purchased it by uh, maybe 35%, which is substantial. It's, you know, well over 200, probably pushing 300 hours a a week now, so on-site security. So they're there. Um, And then, We've advanced, uh, it was always part of the sort of the development plan as we were increasing parking decks and additional density to put in um, just, uh, you know, um, safety, you know, cameras that were were present so that, you know, you'd help. They're not great at necessarily um, deterring, but they're better at solving uh, when you have issues like that. And we're working very closely with Huntersville Police Department in a public safety aspect to to do that. And, you know... um, it is a national issue. It's an issue that properties you read about it, and if you don't get all over it, then it becomes something that you can't dig back out of. So we put a lot of time and energy into um, into a safe environment for our guests.
0: Tim, several years ago, you invited uh, Mayor Bales uh, with the town, uh, myself, Anthony Roberts, um, Sally Ashworth would Visit Lake Norman. We went down and saw Avalon at Alpharetta. Uh, kind of before you started making some of the improvements to Burkdale that we've seen, but we saw sort of the model for what you were trying to bring. You brought some of those aspects, but, uh, you know, we've seen some changes already take place. The, the green space with the TV and the families coming out, uh, the ice skating rink, uh, which we saw last year, but but talk us out about some of those improvements that you, that you guys made, the jewel boxes. Right. Uh, talk about some of those improvements and why they were introduced yeah a lot of
1: that is just is connectivity and it's creating great um you know the third place probably overused by now is something we've used a lot over the last few years but it's getting people uh, to come and spend some time with each other and and have options and things to uh, to do so the jewel boxes aren't just there because they're pretty or because they're four sided uh storefront they're there because it pulls you know people into the center um, um you know grassy area under the trees and across to, uh, to shops on the other side. They're there to create great places for the stroller yoga or the Burkdale buds or the various events that are a, a panthers game to a you know, concert under the Oaks. So you put a lot of time into figuring all that out and then um, and then the parking spaces along the road I mean, people feel safe where you have one-way parking. Uh, people feel or sorry one-way roads people feel safer. When you have elevated crosswalks, people feel safe, which is something we're bringing, bringing into the, uh, the second phase. And then um, people feel safe when there's, when there's parallel parking. It creates a you know real boundary between the pedestrian realm and the vehicular realm. And even when it comes to the crosswalks, if you can, the, the width of the space between the stamped brick, if you can feel it in the steering wheel, then you feel uncomfortable. And so, you know, you drive through more like the Burkdale Village. We want the, the car to feel un, uh, uncomfortable in a pedestrian environment. So we're very attuned to all of that and the and, uh, improvements that come with it. But at the end of the day, it is to provide the best guest experience possible, which is why at half the size of Avalon, Burkdale has the full concierge program. And everyone should stop by. You want you the you know, soon-to-be-impossible reservation to get at fin and Fino? Go to the concierge. They know people. Right, or, the, or a dog biscuit, or you need something delivered if you're an apartment resident there on site. That's why they're
0: there. Bill, uh, we've got only 60 seconds left, but that, that's green space right in front of our, our Kilwins. What's that meant to Kilwins?
3: Well, a lot of people are there. It's wonderful. I mean, they come into our store and have ice cream, and I'd say, well, go out there underneath the trees and, and, and sit there. You put these nice chairs and, and benches and all that there. I mean, it's it's... We don't have indoor seating, so that that really works out great for us. So it's, it's nice. And to stay under the shade, too. Sell a lot of ice cream to those Oh, folks. we do. Yes, sir. <laughs> Well, when
2: we
0: get back, we're going to talk about, again, some of the changes that we're looking at making at at Birtdale, and and we're going to talk about the concept, again, that John is introducing. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Kilwin's, one of my favorite chocolate and ice cream stores. Uh, This is Bill Russell. I'm the host of Town Talk, and please stay with us. Those of you who are streaming out there with us, uh, we've got a lot of things we've been talking about with the Chamber of Commerce, but uh, one of the huge programs that we have is a program called Leadership Lake Norman. Uh, We've been doing that program since 1997. Uh, We have over 650 graduates of Leadership Lake Norman. Uh, We're accepting applications through Friday. Uh, This coming uh, Friday is going to be the application deadline. Uh, We've got uh, folks who, we've got at least two people that went on uh, after being through leadership Lake Norman, went on to uh, the State House. Uh, We have uh, three former police chiefs. We have... Uh, our, our town managers have gone through that, a uh, lot of business community leaders, several chamber of commerce, uh, board chairs, board members, civic club presence, again, all going through leadership late Norman. They they have an opportunity of about seven months of looking at economic development, community infrastructure, health care, history. Uh, one of the things we do is we typically tour Southwire, which uh, produces the cable, it's, it's the large, uh, tower in, in the town of Huntersville. But again, and from the top of that tower, you you can see all the way into Charlotte. It, it is it is a, re- a really nice facility. We're fortunate to have southward in our community. But the application deadline is September the 8th if you're looking at going through Leadership Lake Norman. About 12 years ago, we introduced uh, Junior Leadership Lake Norman, which is rising high school juniors. Uh, their program is about five months, and, and it's closely resembling Leadership Lake Norman. Not not quite as intense uh, as the adult program. The application deadline for Junior Leadership Lake Norman is September fifteenth. You can see uh, both of those programs on our website at LakeNormanChamberOfCommerce.org. Um, Tim, are you very involved in the, in the? Yeah, now you you're in Atlanta. Uh, I'm in Atlanta,
1: very involved uh, in the North Fulton Chamber where I live, North Fulton County. But we've, uh, we've had
0: the pleasure of being pretty involved with you as well over the last few years. Uh, have you been through uh, Leadership Atlanta or any of those programs down there? I have not. Okay. I have not. What are some of the things that you guys do with, with your local Chamber of Commerce in Atlanta? Uh, actually,
1: on Monday, we're going to D.C. We have an annual D.C. fly-in. We go and spend time with our uh, U.S. Senators and U.S. Representatives um, in Washington, D.C. And Avalon, North American Properties, has always been a big sponsor of that, as well as investing in uh, leadership growth and education, diversity and everything that benefits our community. So we're huge we're huge benefits.
0: And I'm glad you brought that up. This coming uh, Friday, we're going to have a program on the CMS bonds. Uh, that's gonna be a special focus Friday, 8.30. Uh, we're gonna be talking about $2.5 billion in bonds. So those of you streaming with us, we're going back live in just a few seconds. <laughs> Welcome back to Town Talk. I'm your host Bill Russell. My guests are Tim Perry, he's the managing partner of North American Properties. John Dresser with Rare Roots Hospitality, and Bill Kinney with Kilwins Chocolate Fudge and Ice Cream. Uh, John, how did you and Kim get into the hospitality business? What, how, how did you decide I'm gonna, I'm gonna open up a restaurant? Now you have several concepts.
2: Yes. So. It's a great question. I always knew as a kid uh, I wanted to own my own business. I just had no idea what it would be. Um, I have a, a long background in in hospitality and, and restaurants. I worked as a dishwasher and a busboy and a waiter and a, and a manager. And I started with Morton Steakhouse as a full-time vocation actually 30 years ago last month. And when I uh, started in 1993 and when I moved to Charlotte in 1996, I thought that there was great opportunity to... Have a restaurant. There weren't a lot of restaurants uh, in 1996 in Charlotte. There were maybe five or six decent high end places, and I thought this would be a great town to to have one in. So I met my wife. We started talking about it. She thought I was crazy. She still thinks I'm crazy as we <laughs> continue to open restaurants. But we looked at uh, Burkdale Village, uh, we looked at the Hearst Tower, we looked at Concord Mills before it was ever. Uh, out of the ground, but uh, ultimately we came back to Burkdale Village because I, I just so believed in the, the vision uh, of day one of Burkdale Village of, of what they thought it would be and what I thought it would be. Um, and it's been exactly that marriage for 20 years so. And did how, how many restaurants do you have? Uh, we have five. We just sold Dogwood Southern Table in South Park last week, and we're opening chapter six in South End next week. And when you were washing dishes at 16, did you see yourself owning five restaurants in your future? No, I saw myself owning nothing. Um, no, I, it's not true. I, I, I knew I wanted to go to college. I wanted to go to graduate school. I wanted to own a business. I, a restaurant, I, I never would have guessed.
0: And you are a Penn State graduate, and you guys took
2: care of business against West Virginia this past weekend. We did, and uh, word out of State College is this is our best crew since 2017, which I believe was 11-1 and on a Rose Bowl victory. So, uh James Franklin recruited his second five-star kid, uh, the quarterback, Drew Aller. Uh, the first five-star kid he drew is that uh, Parsons guy uh, plays for Dallas. I think he's gotten a lot of press. He's pretty decent. So we're excited for uh, for the prospects of Penn State this year.
0: John, it was a rather crushing week for me. Um, I, uh, I woke up Saturday morning to the news that Jimmy Buffett had passed, and I'm a huge Buffett guy. Yeah. And and then Saturday night, uh, the Gamecocks. I had high aspirations, and it was not to be. And unfortunately, I think they left the offensive line back at Columbia. They didn't bring them up, and so it was it was uh, pretty bad. But uh, that's week one. Yeah, week one. And then okay. then of course uh, Duke Duke lays one on oh, Clemson, gosh. that which was which was pretty brutal. But uh, was kind of a kind of a weird weekend. LSU, Florida State, uh, who would have saw that coming? Uh, I mean, How about Dion? Right. D- <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Dion Dion. That's, That's prime. The talk of the town. Prime. Prime, prime, prime time. Yeah. He yeah. said that was going to watch, watch us now. Gosh, yeah. Mosey. mosey. Uh, Bill, let's talk about Kilwin's. Where did the concept come from? Did you see yourself getting into the, the fudge ice cream business?
3: Uh, not necessarily. Uh, growing up in Roanoke, my father, he was also in the food business and he'd had a chain of fast food restaurants and some a couple cafeterias and full-service restaurants back in the days I mean we're talking back in 70s and 80s and so that was kind of my background Uh, I went to the culinary Institute I worked with him when my wife and I moved down to Charlotte 35 years ago she was working for a bank and I started working with Aramark, worked with them for 18 years, and when I was with Aramark, I met the Kilwins folks up in Blowing Rock, and they kept trying to talk me into it, and I said, nah, I'm good, I, you know, I got 401K and all that, so I'm, I'm good, but then the culture kind of changed, and I kind of wanted to do something else, and I, I think because my dad, he owned his own businesses back in the day, I, I think, Kind of like John. I mean, I think I had in the back of my mind, you know, it'd be nice to be your own boss and that kind of thing. Kilwins is a very, very laid back, even though they're very, very strict on their branding and all that. But I mean, it's. I don't have to worry about getting up at five o'clock in the morning any longer and being at, at work and being there till eight or nine o'clock at night and, and breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it's, and then. But having my daughter come with me, my daughter Stephanie, she came with me when we opened the store back in 2012. That I couldn't do it without her, and. Uh, then she brought her husband along. I mean, he was working another job and he said, what do you think about Josh coming along? I said, sure, whatever. So now they kind of run the, run the business and, and they're, they're looking forward to, now we're going to be, we're working on selling the business to them. So, uh, we hope we're going to be there for a long time, please. (laughs) Anyway, but it's, uh, it's, it's been fun for us. It's, it's, you know uh, because of the families and the relationships that we've made in this community uh, it's I mean it, it's, it's been it's been fun for all of us it's it's been a blessing and, and it's it's been what it is.
0: Bill you also you um, and your family give back to, to um, a portion of, of your proceeds to, to area charities and you have for quite a while why is why is giving back to the community so important for Kilwins?
3: Well, when you think about I was trying to write down some of the things why you know why did we come to Burkdale and different things about location and all that, but there's there's just a higher power that's that's brought us to to Burkdale and to be as successful as, as we have been. I mean, in the, these 15 years, I mean businesses have come and gone. I don't know I mean I, I I didn't know Burke Dale from Smirk Bell back in the day. And a friend told me about it, and I said, wow, this is, this is, man, this is the place. And we've just, I'm not that smart to do, to be as successful as we've been. And it's just been a help of a lot of people. And it's, it's we've been blessed, and we just kind of look at ourselves as, we've been blessed more than we can need and there's so many people up here that that you know people don't realize in, in Lake Norman everybody thinks they live on the lake and they have big homes and it's there's such a need in in the Lake Norman area in the Huntersville area and these folks are the ones that have supported us through the years and we just want to support them so that's kind of why we do these things
0: Tim change Change comes whether we want it or not, and we're making changes at Burtdale. John, you're making changes at Dressler's, and we've touched on this already, but I want you, again, to, to talk about the transition from Dressler's, which is uh, it right now still a very very popular restaurant but you saw a need to transition away and do introduce something new up here uh, and talk about that and talk about when that transition takes place again I know we covered it in the first part of the show but where What's the timeline
2: yeah my, my hope was that we would have one restaurant and it would uh, last forever and that that would be where I worked and that was it but I think um, I think certainly as you get older you realize part of the entrepreneurial spirit is not only making opportunities for yourself and your family, but it's making opportunities for other people and their families, the people that work with you. so we we continue to grow from within. We've only grown from within. We don't hire people from the outside. We like to joke that it's a lot like the mafia without the leg breaking and the threats. <laughs> uh, but it's very family-based. It's very insular. It's very protective. Um, we do a lot of things in a community, uh, most of which we don't bring attention to ourselves, not because we think it's wrong, but it's just it's always the right thing to do is to, to help in your community. But I just felt... Um, you know, looking at sales and, and looking at the P&L over the years, that um, especially the last few years, that I have a fiduciary responsibility to the employees and their families to keep it viable. And I just didn't see two, three, four years from now um, that concept remaining viable. Sales are still good, um, but they could be better. And I think that uh, changing the concept right now is the perfect time to do it. So as we hit our 20th anniversary on 22 September, uh, we'll steal a, an extra day on Saturday. Uh, we'll close, we'll renovate, we'll change. And the thing that I've been telling people to allay their fears is uh, the reason why people uh, go to dressers is because of the service, the ambiance and the food, and those things will remain. Though the ambiance will be different, service will still be the same and the food will be different. It'll still be outstanding.
0: Tim, we've we've had some new restaurants and new businesses come in. Certainly, uh, a, a new retail business, Monkeys, opened up uh, just a few weeks ago, and we uh, had a ribbon cutting for them at the Chamber of Commerce. Welcome them. Uh, Cheesecake Factory uh, came in, and it, it, it was. Packed. I mean, it, it was doing a thriving business. Uh, one of the businesses I enjoy going to uh, uh, just for a haircut and and uh, to grab a brew, uh, the Kilted Buffalo. I, I love the Kilted Buffalo. <clears throat> one, of a, one of a kind. Yeah, right. Sean, Sean is yeah, a is. Uh, <laughs> big Marshall guy, but he's also a Green Bay Packer, and so uh, we've got some commonality there. Uh, we got a two minutes left. Uh, what are some other businesses that you can talk about maybe coming in or some changes that are coming down the pike for Birtdale? You know,
1: um, to to what John's saying, you know, a lot, lot of relevant, you know, kind of new retail. I mean, Foxcroft is coming in, uh, Bar Taco is coming in. We've got our tiny retail. Um, as you kind of move blocks around, move Victoria's Secret to make room for Lululemon, and, and then you take the Lulu and you put in Evereve and and you have tenants. So all up and down Boulevard, it's it's really a new relevant um, merchandising mix. And to what John said. I mean, Huntersville 20 years ago was a different place, and now you have people that are attracted to it because it's a great village and a great community, and they have great fudge, and they have great restaurants. Um, but as people have kids, as kids move away, they move back, or as kids form families and move, move out, they bring a pallet with them, and that pallet is what these
0: gentlemen and we hope to serve. Well, we certainly enjoy having you three here today, and I want everybody to remember, if it's Wednesday afternoon, we're talking about Our Towns on Town Talk on WSIC. We'll see you next week. Thank Thank you for being here. Thank you.
3: Thank you. The new 1059 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.